Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strength Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Discipleship, Equipping the Saints for the Work of Ministry. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode three of six. So fast forward, I had learned how to pray, or more conductive to my style and thinking, chat away with God as if he were still the monkey on my back. Powerful moments, but I just couldn't measure up to the prayer warrior, to those who got a hold of God. Always being taught to pray about it. Yes, the big it. Just pray about it, they would say. And then I would walk away and forget the critical piece of information. So I battled on and decided that a prayer was needing to be released over a situation. Then I would pray right there and then in my head. Bam, I stopped being the prayer liar, always committing but also always forgetting. I hated this, so I changed my strategy. As of today, I've resolved to chat with God as if he were everywhere in all circumstances. If or when I retire, perhaps I will go into the closet and pray for hours. By then, though, my wife, in finding me in the closet talking to the vacuum cleaner, might think I lost my marbles. There's no recovery. There are better, more equipped people to discuss this very important subject, and I would recommend that you find them. Going to a weekly prayer meeting can help guide you as long as it is Pharisee-free. It's the same thing as eating food that is pesticide-free. So in this next session, and although I've written about it in other messages, still feel inclined to do so here, as it is our bread and butter to activity in the ministry and in the world. 1 Corinthians 14.1 Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts but especially that you may prophesy. You see, it's not bad to desire spiritual gifts, and specifically prophecy. Not being a prophet, that's a fivefold ministry calling, but the gift of the prophetic. 1 Corinthians 14, 2, 6 For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. So I am sure you are aware where the list of spiritual gifts is located, but for the sake of excitement, let's include them here. 1 Corinthians 12, 1-11 Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaks by the Spirit of God, calls Jesus accursed, And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, 
to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So those are the gifts given by the Holy Spirit. This is why you need him, because when in operation, he is the one operating in them and with them through you. It is he that is manifesting those gifts as needed. So now these are different than the office or fivefold ministry gifts discussed in Ephesians 4, 11, 16. Those offices are given by Jesus himself to his church so that it can do what it is currently struggling to do right now, which is to make disciples that remain, John 15, 16, and to equip the saints for the work of ministry, Ephesians 4, 12. The gifts of the Father can be found in Romans 12, 6 through 8. Now, none of these categories that I have stated, i.e. the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Son, and Father, puts any one of these elements of God in a box. There are good spiritual gift books that identify spiritual gifts in operation all throughout the Bible. This is provided to give you a general idea that all of God is involved in our spiritual development. Worshiping God is another category that I often struggle with. And just to show you my immaturity, I must deal with the elephant in the closet. I believe as worship begins that sometimes it is the alien trying to belt out any semblance of a harmonious note that doesn't cause Michael's feathers to hit the floor in a mad attempt to escape that distracts me. I know that I should be able to get by that ruckus and enter his gates with praise and thanksgiving, but dang, if music unlocks a gate that we might enter, those notes may weld it shut. I try and climb over as it is important to me to worship. And when I see so many appearing to overlook the beheading of every musical note ever birthed from the lips of an angelic host, I wonder if there isn't something wrong with me and my worship levels towards God. Some will say that there's always warfare when you try to begin to worship God. And to that I would reply, yep, and right now the devil is using so-and-so to perpetuate that warfare right from the stage. But wait, there's more to learning about this ambiguous affair. Worship is for God from you to God, and then back to you, because that is how God works. He never receives a gift without sending us a thanks. But now for the love of God, people, when we are starting to worship, keep in mind the feathery flounder we are fighting through. When you show up to church late, as is the practice of some, please do not feel that we, the congregation, were simply standing up waiting for you to make your appearance. Nope, it wasn't for you. When you show up late, hurriedly shouting out a hello and a hallelujah to those getting coffee in the lobby on your way through the doors of the sanctuary. Please take a seat in the back of the church until such time that it would not distract everyone in the kingdom of God that you find a seat up front right then. If you want an up front seat, then show up up front of the time service to start so that you can claim your prize. I love the church. I really do. So one other thing as it relates to worshiping the God of all heaven and earth, Again, for the love of God, ushers, do not go down the rows of seats or pews tapping everyone on the shoulder to acknowledge that the person showed up to church. Now my flesh has come up with a solution which involves a hammer and two nails. But for the sake of the new shiny pair of shoes, I will refrain from solving the problem of the wandering usher with such fleshly solutions. Pray for me. The following may be of more assistance. When the warship takes off, just find an empty chair and stand by it. Sort of like the stewardess who sits in that little fold-out chair when the airplane is taking off. There's no need to get up until the coin collection. Let the late brethren stand up in the back until the body transitions from the warship. 
the elimination of distractions when those who make it a practice to show up late and feel compelled right then and there to chat it up with all of their long-lost buddies during worship should be trained right out of them. They need to be taught that being late to worshiping God will require them to wait in a late arrival section until the church transitions. And again, the usher should not be trying to connect and or greet people during worship time. It is, after all, a small moment where our hearts are turning towards him. Did not the disciples get caught ministering to the Lord on more than one occasion? And if we are ministering to him in our time of worship, should not the moment be just a little holy? Surely people have time to visit during the week at their homes and places of business. Okay, I know. Hey, Ken, what about my gifts and calling, huh? Well, we have been working to position yourself to operate in them throughout the entire message. You see, you are nothing but a coal when you first get authentically born again. This next session will help you to see that to be activated, you must go through. You must pass the test. And if you fail, try, try again. One day you will pass, as all things are possible to those who believe. Now keep in mind that if this is the first time you are hearing about this end of the deal of salvation, you have no one to blame but yourself and the church you attend. What I have noticed these days is that some of the churches will avoid such messages so as not to clear out their lobbies. And to their credit, it's too bad the Christian community doesn't want to hear the whole gospel. The price is too high to ignore the whole gospel. It's the same mentality that some take when the devil is discussed. Oh, as long as I don't hear or read about him, he doesn't exist. You ought to pull his fingers out of your ears and his hands away from your eyes, that you may see and hear. It's that time for you. And I'm here if you need some more sarcastic discipleship. All kidding aside, I need you to engage in the body as much as you need me to teach you what it looks like in your world. The sarcasm is a bonus and hopefully not offensive to anyone. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of life to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.